All right, here we are with another great episode of 30 Minute Worlds with one fewer podcaster again this week. It's Chessman and Belvin are both out, meaning it's just Dan and I mm-hmm. holding down the world building fort. Chessman is gone content. to Georgia for some godforsaken reason. And yeah, we don't know why you would want to go there when no. you live in the perfect state. Next door, right? South Carolina, so much different than Georgia. <laughs> South Carolina, the somehow more liberal voting laws state <laughs> than Georgia. Uh, the somehow. And Belvin was telling me, you know, he joined this organization he has to give all his money to. He's got to acknowledge this guy is Jesus Christ. Uh, he has to go and do activism. It's stand-up comedy. Things or are something. turning out really well for him, <laughs> yeah. I would say. <laughs> Improv comedy will really help you turn your life around at age 26, is what I've been told, <laughs> if you get into it. <laughs> I, it's a good thing Belvin doesn't listen to these. <laughs> <laughs> well, not being on the app means you're a free game to be bullied, right? That is true. That's you're how it the works. lowest on the food chain, I would say. <laughs> Chessman is lower only because I know this episode is going to be released three weeks later than it's supposed to be. <laughs> I would say when we're on our production schedule, Chessman's above Velvin until course, he makes a re- until a reference is made that cannot be backed up, <laughs> and then of at that course. point, there's a realigning of uh, tears of bullying. Yeah, there's a so. shift in the energy <laughs> in the political uh, dynamics of podcast. Speaking of a shift in the energy, as you, the listener, know, we always try to make a random world. Based off of three random prompt words, but whenever it's a two-person app, it's a bit cozier. We like to just hang out and each bring a little something to the plate. Maybe something more complicated than a prompt word. Mm -hmm. Uh, A prompt vibe, perhaps, if you will. This is Walton Uh, Dan's... find that can define a setting a bit better. Yeah, this is our fireside chat episode. You know, yeah. we're going to warn you all about the Kraut War Machine and... We're going to explain to you why we had to drop the bomb. Because twice seven million Americans would have died insulting <laughs> <laughs> Japan. I love the the tidbit from the uh, when we were getting pushed back in Korea. I think it's MacArthur goes to Truman and he's like, "I can handle this. I can end you the war. Like, I need nukes. Yeah, I need thirty five nuclear bombs. That's insane. He was going to use nukes to take out on bridges. Moscow. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> he was going to escalate it like. Two fields of conflict beyond. <laughs> he created a situation where somehow Truman is the most sensible guy in the room. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I love Truman. Just I, think. Love, I don't know a lot about him, except he, he came out of an egg crate in a Futurama episode that I watched. And as a kid, I always thought that was cool. I think like it's, it was a cool way to travel as the president. I think FDR and him had a relationship that was kind of like, you know, when your mom makes you play with the neighbor kid? That yeah. was sort of an FDR Truman vibe because <laughs> FDR didn't tell Truman about the atomic bombs. <laughs> so <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> Truman found out when he became president. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, man. Yeah, so, you won't let your fucking weirdo next door like touch your Final Fantasy game. <laughs> you play it secretly. Mom <laughs> says it's my turn to unleash nuclear hellfire. I had a girl who, when I was very young, she lived across, like, the way from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd gotten Final Fantasy Tactics Advance and was playing the shit out of it on my Game Boy. And she was <laughs> mad. Have I told you this story? <laughs> no. <laughs> she was, like, mad because she would come over to our house every day in the summer. She was mad or something that I wouldn't pay any attention to her. 
And we were the same age, probably like nine or so. And then she took the game out of the Game Boy while I was playing it and put it in her mouth. Ah, an unforgivable uh, and, sin. And I you yelled at her. <laughs> and started hitting her. How old so were you freaked. when this happened? We were this we couldn't have been older than like ten years old. I really like uh, imagining ten year old you is also like six five. And just <laughs> <laughs> exactly over <laughs> some nine-year-old. You know, uh, Nintendo made Switch games intentionally taste very bad so that kids would not eat them. I yeah. wish they had developed that technology a generation sooner. And fortunately, the game the game was unharmed. Uh, my relationship with her was forever damaged. I don't know what she's doing now. <laughs> that but, was when you uh, you flipped your timeline, and now you're going down to the bad end. You know, yeah, the bad, <laughs> the bad timeline. Of Final <laughs> Fantasy Tactics. Fuck, I've been uh, thinking, and I'm gonna get out with my prompt vibe here. Yeah, we've been, uh, we've been, we've bantered. I was, I was writing a little story uh, a while back for World Building Magazine, and I don't know if I'll ever put it in there hmm. uh, about swords that were sentient and could bind the humans who wielded them to their will and basically like uh okay swords were given to us by some kind of god we don't know it's ancient history uh and if you wield a sword they can take control of your upper body they give you fantastic strength and like bloodlust and power, but mm. they also can, they have no regard for human life. They can kill the wielder whenever they want since they have control of your muscles, you know? Okay. Uh, and they get worshiped as gods and like elected as kings. They can talk like to humans telepathically. Uh, and that was, that was the idea anyway. Okay. No, that's cool. I mean, I like that. Like the, the most direct kind of obvious way to take that is that. It, it creates basically political authority if you're a wielder mm. of a sword. It I, does. Yeah. I wonder almost if it would be more interesting if they're like a separate class that exists almost independent they of regular were society. Sword swains. Sword uh, swains. That's pretty good. Or swains. Is that uh, your proposed final fire emblem prestige class? Yeah. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't steal <laughs> my fantasy setting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but these swains would run around uh, – They'd have to mentally train themselves uh, to use swords and to resist mental commands that would kill them. Uh, they'd have to be able to form unique bonds with swords. And it was seen as like uh, weird if you, you and a sword spent too much time together because a sword, they're very fickle creatures and they could kill you after a long time has passed even. Mm -hmm. So uh, they would like, these guys would have access to like a roster of swords that would agree to like be wielded uh, by these guys. Uh, and yeah, yeah. So the. Uh, so the swords like your partner, your cop. Is this something that people make or are these like relics that are found? They're relics they had to be. Yeah. In fact, like forging swords is like a blasphemous thing because first of all, it's just like a crude imitation. It's like a false idol. To to scope this a bit, yeah. could we make something like maybe there was a nation that discovered how to make these swords or like uh -huh. a civilization and over the course of like the bloodshed era, basically, this civilization was wiped out on account of people with political power struggling over the swords. 
And then yeah. this place is found or like stumbled upon. And then like they sort of, sort of almost reconnect with the world. Um, yeah, yeah. There were, and I actually had some stuff like this written, but I want to hear some of your ideas that you want to bring into here. Uh, do you have anything we could mush together with this to make it an insane setting? <laughs> um, I am trying to think of like if I've been consuming any media that would be useful inspiration uh, for this. And this came from a dream for me. Like I had a dream that like uh, a guy was talking to a sword and the sword's like, don't forget who's really in charge here. And the guy was like, you know, we actually invented you and the sword was like, that's a myth. <laughs> that's not true. That's a falsehood. Um, <laughs> uh, magic sword kingdom. The, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a way to twist it. Uh, Cause I don't really have, I have not really got like anything kind of base as is like, I kind of had an idea for a setting oriented about like, companies of renown like mercenary mm -hmm. bands that were like nations unto themselves that okay. traveled around a world um, that could actually tie in tell me a little bit more about this idea so what i've been envisioning is like a world that uh because of how advanced like defensive fortifications had gotten it would really be suicidal to ever make any sort of attack on like a city or something like that uh-huh and so you have instead highly ritualized uh, battles for not to not for wars. Nobody really fights wars anymore. But every diplomatic interaction has to have like a battle accompany it between one of these companies of renown. Ooh, interesting. So like negotiating uh, a treaty, like you bring with you like a company, and they have to fight the representative of the opponent as part of the like negotiating process. Okay, maybe that could be how the world... So this is interesting you said because of how technology advanced that like uh, wars would become like really bloody and kind of like a post-World War One situation where people were like, holy shit, we cannot do this yeah, <laughs> anymore. This, this will be not pleasant. <laughs> well, that's actually kind of the tech level that I had in my uh, little setting too. Like guns and artillery exist... Uh, they're consider they're the reason kind of why sword swains aren't as popular or renowned anymore is because you can kill kind of like the samurai got killed off. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of risk to wielding a sword, uh, and there's not a lot of risk to wielding a gun and using it to kill someone who has a sword and then selling the sword for money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it becomes like a ritualized form of combat, right? Mm -hmm. The um. So maybe instead of companies. These sword swains are more like champions, basically. Yeah. And they're for hire to the different states. But they're so powerful as individuals that, like, to to be used on behalf of a state, like, you've got to hire another one as, like, a counterpart. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. There's something there. They have, like, movable embassies and shit that travel with them. How do they travel? By land? By sea? And herein lies the most important question of every episode of 30 Minute Worlds, which is, do we make this an archipelago? <laughs> well, let's make this oh. let's make the setting cool because we've never done this donut shaped mm. island. OK, yeah. yeah. With like land masses, like continents. Yeah. 
donut-shaped island that's really big. Uh, in fact, it's the continents pretty much are a donut shape. Okay. I would say. So uh, the, there's like a ring of earth, basically, with There's a ring oceans. of earth, pretty much, and a huge, huge sea in the middle of it that everyone just circumnavigates rather than walk uh, the length of the continent. Okay, I think I get what you mean. Uh, yeah, 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 everyone's taking shortcuts. Those are like the trade winds determine like basically what the best way is to move. You, you wouldn't ever go that way unless you were desperate or you couldn't afford a ship for some reason. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. So. I like that a lot. The Do we want to cement the tech level as like almost like World War One-esque or like maybe a Fairly skip? advanced, I yeah. would say. There's fortifications and star forts and artillery and shit, but there's mm. also this weird... So actually, here's where I'm going to take it weirder, right? Okay. Uh, the swords, it's implied that uh, people call them swords, but that's only because that's the only word that we have to like contextualize them as. It's implied that they're like alien creatures, or this is something I wanted to lean into. Mm -hmm. Like uh, they have like weird metallic organs that are invisible to like the human eye. And they have like weird little prehensile metal tongues they come out of them and they have to like lap up blood and shit. Like they're really fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, it's a weapon that's distinctly technology. Yeah. It's yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, from like a bygone age. Yeah. Uh, and we don't know how to really process that anymore. We certainly don't know how to make it. Uh, that's <laughs> interesting because it, it sort of does imply. Do you think it's alien or do you think it's a remnant of like a very old civilization? Uh, there could be a central civilization. Uh, no, I, I honestly like it better, actually, if it's alien. Yeah. It makes the most sense. Uh, either they're a species that landed and evolved into this way that they could be used by humans. That's actually an interesting idea of, like, uh, a, 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 an alien species crash lands on this planet, and they're basically a synthetic metallic species and they find an environmental niche uh that yeah yeah that's really cool where they can survive with the species yeah, they, here they evolve into being tools yeah it's it's like domesticating dogs but like it's almost yeah, maybe well, more like they domesticated, well, they domesticated us, us yeah yeah. <laughs> into yeah, using yeah, them. yeah okay that's cool the reason i thought about this too is like uh the sword has like this weird origin so like every other medieval you know weapon like the mace or the spear it yeah. had some use like, the spear was used for hunting deer. You know, the mace was used as a carpenter's hammer originally, and it evolved in the mace. The sword, like, has no purpose except to kill humans. It's the perfect size for it. It's the perfect length yeah. for it. It You could kind of be like, well, it's a relative of the knife, but, like, really long, you know. But there's no other weapon quite like that that was mm -hmm. just uh, – on its surface, you look at it and you're like, there's nothing else you could do with this except kill humans with it. Let's uh, let's take this a step further, too, and say it's not human beings or if it is, it's like sort of a different humanoid species and that we uh -huh. can actually see in in this species evolutionary history evidence of where the swords have almost guided evolution of the species. Yeah. And actually evolution of like our concept of warfare. Yeah. Uh, like too, because uh, they're metallic creatures. They need a lot of iron to sustain themselves in the blood of other species. Yeah. And so they were like, we should just use our telepathy to get these humans to use us to mindlessly. They attach themselves to you mentally. You hold on to them. Mm -hmm. And then they use you to kill a bunch of people so they can drink the blood uh, and maintain their own life cycle. Uh, 
they were doing that for a while and just destroy. We were like monkey people using these advanced weapons to murder each other. And the swords were like, this isn't going to be sustainable for us in the long term. We're going to kill all of them off. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> what's so, going to happen. I'm, I'm and so they had to let society evolve. They like the stuff like this species evolved to like they have full mobility of their wrist. Like because there's like there's stuff like that with like dogs, how we've bred desirable traits into them. I'm almost oh, picturing. So, yeah, yeah. These, this species has been bred with traits that make you exceptional at sword fighting. Do we have like insane forearms? Yeah, yeah. Like, or <laughs> That's like you're awesome. The, if the distribution of power from your back, from the back muscle to the arms of the species is like amplified, they're like very brawny uh, humans, kind of. Everyone's yeah. kind of jacked uh, because our evolution's been guided by an alien species to serve them. Yeah. Uh, also, if you're jacked, there's way more blood in your body uh, yeah. pumping through your veins. So that's also because we're ultimately a food source for them. That's really cool if if these weapons either either accidentally or because they were seeded are basically they are changing the evolutionary process of the like the species that's winning the, re- the evolutionary race on this planet. Yeah, yeah. And they're uh, guiding it almost. Mm-hmm. And they can't die. So this is something I had thought of. Uh, you could destroy it physically, you know, with a blacksmith's hammer and enough uh, strength of will to resist its telepathic impulse you could get rid of one of them it's yeah. happened a few times uh its hold on you is a lot stronger if you're actually holding it by the hilt so you can like sheath it and find a way to kind of chain it up throw it away in a bog but yeah its influence will still like reach out to people try to get it to dig it up it has psychic like abilities basically the problem being that because they can't, like, really die, they can only kind of, like, go to sleep for long periods of hunger. Yeah. Uh, when they do get found, they're incredibly bloodthirsty. Oh, uh, yeah. And they go on rampages uh, because they haven't fed in, like, hundreds of years. That's such a fun inversion of, like, the classic story trope of, like, peasant finds sword, becomes hero. A peasant yeah. finds sword, goes Kills on rampage. Yeah. yeah, murders whole village. <laughs> <laughs> and here's where we make this setting awful to live in. Um, should we name this species or give them a working name? Yeah, it, it, uh, let's call them the uh, Chiron. The Chiron? Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty good at uh, improvising names um, here. Stealing so. language from the Greeks. <laughs> uh, the Chiron oh. or the Steel Mind. Uh, but I like the Chiron yeah, better. Yeah, I like the Chiron cool. for a species name. Like, the Steel Mind sounds more like... like what That maybe was what they once were as a civilization. Yeah. Uh, it's unknown even how they, like, came to this planet. And they, they're kind of, like, not open to talking oh, to so humans wait, the, about Oh, so the blades it. are the Chiron. And yeah. then... Well, no, yeah. I mean the species they're, like, guide. Could they be, like... Maybe like the blade bound or something like that, or like um, uh, names are not my forte here. Uh, but like I don't, I don't want them to be humans. And I need a word to refer to them as. Um, okay, why don't you want them to be humans? I guess if they're just humans that have had because they're like altered humans, right? They're like they are. T- they're a subspecies of human. Yeah. They've been led down a different. They're not evolutionary like path. They've Homo been sapiens. Picked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess homos, <laughs> homo sabrillus. Uh, <laughs> homo oh, homo <laughs> sabrillus. That's fucking cool. Dude. We're going with that. All right. Cool. Um, they could be like the sabrils or something like that. Is like yeah, the, the sabril. I okay. like that. Cool. So so we have the chiron and the sabril. 
we have this big donut-shaped landmass, and it's unclear how the Chiron, like, actually came here. They're kind of reticent to discuss it. They're kind of like, well, we're yeah. actually, you know, God gave us to you, and that's why you should obey our commands. And that, <laughs> that gives us room later on to, like, if we wanted to fuck with that, we can, too. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think that they probably arrive on this planet around the time that uh, the Sabras have basically become bipedal. And they're mm -hmm. like they're equipped to use tools and maybe they were yeah. starting to figure it out. And then they found these tools and it sort of and changed got, the game. It did. And it kind of supercharged a lot of, you know, as a result of that, actually, what could be cool. Uh, because we wouldn't have created the sword, you know, for thousands of years and it wouldn't have been nearly as advanced as these like weird parasite creatures would be. Yeah, we could have gone through evolution faster. So we could have like traits like we're hairier. Oh, we have more pronounced brow ridges. Yeah. Because we're still actually in kind of a Neanderthalic stage. Yeah. I mean, maybe the Severus thought that the Neanderthals were like better suited to wield like their weapons. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we've got how they came together. The yeah. And it's implied they can like communicate with each other across long distances through some like technology. Although they don't really. They. There are like sword consortiums that like rule over mercenary companies, we could say, or countries. Yeah. I don't think uh, they're like uh, – it's not like a hive mind working to some purpose. It sounds like more like they have individual interests. They do. They each have their – they each got a feed. They each derive joy uh, mm. from like – there could be ones of them that like appreciate human art. Uh, <laughs> like weird non-combat stuff. It's like, why'd you teach all these apes how to make sculptures? Uh -huh. like, I just like it, okay? It's and they can't breed. There are a limited amount of them uh, on the planet. Yeah, I think they're... Yeah, I don't think they can be replicated. So I think probably in that case, there would be a taboo among the sword swains and um, because they're possessed by the Chiron of destroying another Chiron. Yeah, also because, like, you can ransom them, too. If you capture an enemy, uh, Chiron, mm -hmm. you can chain it up, uh, have your, like, put it in, like, a lead-lined fucking box, and then ransom it yeah. uh, to someone who wants to deal with it. It would be, like, anathema to destroy a Chiron. Uh, yeah, unless you but were, it like has been done. What mm -hmm. if there was this sword who just had no chill? And just made like a hundred years ago in recent yeah. memory, he made like a conquering army that was just going around the donut, like doing loops, just killing everyone. <laughs> like a sociopathic <laughs> Chiron. Genghis Khan. Well, a yeah. Chiron who was always hungry and who had infinite bloodlusts uh, and who'd basically gone AWOL. Like he wasn't responding to the mind texts from the other <laughs> swords. Yeah, he's not checking in. He's not going to the barbecue. He's not hanging out. He's, he's And that wild. could be... Uh, no. There could be, like, entire mercenary companies of saints who were slaughtered by this one army. What about... Uh, yeah, uh, go ahead. Actually, I'm back here. So. Go ahead. Go ahead. What I was going to say is, what if the, the calamity that has led to the swearing off of normal warfare was that Blade's attempted conquest. Like, yeah. it fucked up a it, lot of people, and a bunch of Chiron died in the conquest. Uh, and so they yeah, had changed the way things work. He knew other Chiron could work against him, and so he was the first of his kind. Uh, he was called Heartseeker, and he was the first of his kind to, like, mm. uh, 
Yeah, commit fratricide uh, by ordering the death of his own yeah. Uh, people. Yeah, the Heartseeker Legions laid waste. The Heartseeker Legion, yeah. the like, yeah, the heathen army that he commanded. All uh, his wielders have to have long, flowing blonde hair. That's uh, sick, dude. <laughs> yeah, he would ripped. he would go through like he would literally just like command his wielder to put him in the hands of a slave and then kill the slave and then he'd be like, I'm done now. <laughs> Not what I wanted. <laughs> he was yeah. like exceptionally cruel. And he was I think what sparked it, if it was in recent memory, mm. was the invention of the gun. The Chirons did not want the gun to be invented. No. I think they know what that means for them as a species. Uh, and it really complicates things. And he saw it coming when gunpowder... He knew the applications of gunpowder when none of the Chirons even believed something could supplant them. Well, it's like how, like, if if some uncorrupted or unpossessed human figured out gunpowder weapons and how to... Because it's one of the oldest explosive, like, chemical synthesizations uh -huh. we have as a species. They figure it out. There's no way to contain that spread of information effect. You really can't. No. You know, you can't because their mind influence shit really only really works if you're holding one of them. Yeah. Uh, and then you really have to. And depending on the sword. Well, it's an it's an it era can bend of the most disciplined person to its will. You know, no yeah. problem. It depends on how experienced it is in getting around that sort of defense. It, like mankind was in an era or uh, the Sebra kind were in an era of domination at the hands of the most powerful warriors, basically. Warrior uh -huh. kings that derive their might from strength of arms and their the sword. The Heartseeker kings. So he would yeah. pass, he would choose his successor out of, like, the most fit uh, to rule, and then they would kill the old one. Yeah. And they literally reigned for, like, a year before he would kill them. Yeah. And go, no one was, it was all him running the show, and there were, like, a hundred... There were like 50 Heartseeker kings that wielded him and that he killed in like a sacrificial – it was like a great honor. <laughs> Some of them were probably even like – he just commanded them to literally fight until like all of the, the tendons in their arms are torn and they literally can't hold the sword anymore and then he kills <laughs> them. Um, and I think the invention of the gun uh, is what leads probably to the destruction of the Heartseeker kings. Yeah, definitely. And it – these mercenary companies that existed that were originally – your system of traveling mercenary bands of like where maybe there's like one or two sword swains in there and they wield the sword that like tells them what to do. Yeah. That actually makes sense for this setting because even from like hunter-gatherer days, the swords when they landed would get picked up and scattered mm -hmm. and basically in primitive times like treated as like gods and they'd be ferried around by clans of people. Yeah. Uh, so your mercenary band is like your clan. Uh, and life could still be nomadic if there's a lot more focus on warfare mm -hmm. uh, in this world. There might be like less time to have developed agrarian uh, settlement and lifestyle. That doesn't really suit the swords at all. Like they don't really need that. No, it, you know? it, it could. And yeah. they don't know what it is really. They have no inkling of how to do it because their society and life cycle is so different from ours. So it's a civilization based probably in that case around herding and hunting. And yeah. warfare, probably in its earliest days, a lot of it was based on raiding people's cattle or other yeah. uh, animal herds. And that suited the swords just fine. If that's like your culture, which is that's how a lot of Anglo-Saxon culture was about. And like in Irish, your wealth was how many cattle you had. Yeah. There's this strong history of raid. You raid your neighbors for cattle. They raid you the next year. And it just kind of goes on and on. So that makes sense. 
And because and because and to develop gunpowder, you don't need to be a settled agrarian society. You just need to have enough resources somebody can specialize and figure it out. Yeah. So yeah. that it, it's I like that idea. Honestly, that that mental image of like these clans of basically mercenaries led by the sword swains that have figured out gunpowder and are mobile villages, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they are mass producing firearms for their non-swordsmith people because everyone else is there's like an arms race yeah. they may have figured out farming too but like way later in the game yeah. i would say because if we're getting into industrialization and mass production that would require farms i think mm. and like shipbuilding too would require farming uh because lumber operations oh. require a bunch of people staying in one place for a long time and you have to have farms to sustain that kind of activity it's interesting to so. think of the industrial revolution as having been kicked off by the gun Right. Yeah. Like the invention of the gun is like, well, now we need to be able to equip more people. And so we need settled life. And so like the old ways of, of nomadism become eclipsed for the sake of production, basically. Right. Because you need to mass produce these weapons and to do that, you but need this whole infrastructure. But it's still traditional to travel around. Yeah. Uh, and take on work and stuff. I like, So the traveling companies, like they have like little nexuses of... There could be like neutral, like people who aren't part of any company yeah. who just want to farm and they get the protection of companies and companies are allowed to walk through their land. Again, the whole continent's donut shaped. So everyone for a long time, because there were no ships, was just walking through everyone's shit. Yeah. Uh, and so you grant mercenary companies passage and, you know, they promise not to like steal all your fucking food and shit when they come through because they have their own farming sources elsewhere. It's like a protection racket that only lasts for like part of the year. Mm -hmm. Like they come through during the spring and while they're around, you feed them and in exchange, they will like get people to fuck off if they try to bother you mm -hmm. and they won't just take your shit. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe these independent settlements were the ones that are better suited to producing guns. And they're like, we, wait a minute, we can use these sword bands against our neighbors to take their shit. Yeah. Yeah. And that uh, sort of like sets up a politically the fraught mercenary bands too. Like even the swords would recognize the necessity of guns because like if a Chiron goes up against another Chiron or Swain, uh, actually I don't know. It is still combat between Swains. It's funny. It's like the Chirons like don't really have a reason to hurt each other. Yeah, you know, they just want war uh, to continue. Which humans, I don't know if we've really sussed that out yet. Uh, <laughs> if a Chiron takes another Chiron captive, what yeah. happens to the Chiron that's taken into captivity? I'd assume they're treated, you know, kind of fairly. Uh, these things are contemptuous of humans and they might value conversation or reconnection. They may have all come here on the same ship, in which case they all know each other. Uh, I like to think two of the swords having perfect memories yeah. Uh, except if they're like poorly maintained, like if they rust or if like people don't take care of them. Yeah. For or a like long period of time. Damage to the physical blade can fuck up like the mind that inhabits it. Oh, that's it. interesting. Like yeah. as humans have had to do their like weird shoddy repairs on like this piece of like brilliant machinery. Yeah. Uh, it can like fuck up. They can have like false memories. That's really terrifying because you're basically being led around by a dictator who's not only, you know, bloodlusty but also has like 
false memories of how things actually happened. You get a blow on the wrong part of the sword. Somebody foolishly tried to destroy it. And its ability to uh, count gets fucked up. So when it tries to take five people for bloodlust, it's like, yeah, I need 500. Uh, yeah. We got to jack those numbers up. Um, like Jesus. It's losing spatial reasoning and shit like that. Yeah. Which then yeah. makes it more dangerous or like less useful in a fight, more dangerous to the wielder. Right. So you have oh, almost man, these like ancient blades that are like nicked and fucked up. But if they I haven't gotten permanent damage, they're like experts at survival and warfare. There are like seven mythical Chiron yeah. called the Seven Sacrosancts. Uh, All right. <laughs> and legend says they were... They were like were the only like just ones among their kind, mm -hmm. uh, and they ruled over humanity like benevolently and established this. Gold this is ages back. They established like a golden age. Yeah. Uh, but then they they were usurped by like their brethren and cast into the ocean, like <laughs> just thrown away. Basically, <laughs> they weren't yeah. killed, but they were left to like degrade over like millions of years in a place they'd never be found. That's cool. So there could be people trying to find these like divine right of kings, like find the ancient rulers. You're like dowsing you know? in the ocean for an ancient sword that yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll probably never find. Like, and I don't think we introduce magic here at all. Really? Not really. Uh, we already have alien swords that control your minds. Yeah, I don't I, I can't think of a way to really neatly meld magic into this that doesn't involve like more space shit like aliens yeah, and so yeah, on. That's the thing. And that's like a lot. If we add something like that, we have to go into more detail about it, I think. Um, so I don't really I don't think we need magic. So in let's this, not though. also fuck us. Yeah. <laughs> We've given them too much content. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The listener is going to get We've, spoiled. You you guys have grown high on the hog listening to all this shit for free, by the way. And if we you graciously <laughs> give you <laughs> if you think we're ripping off Brandon Sanderson, then you can fuck off because I've never I'm read. I'm sure we are. I'm any sure of those it, I'm damn Google books. <laughs> I'm Google it. And he's going to be like, yeah, my sword cycle. Uh, he has something like, they're like magic of, swords. A like, race of yeah. Mormon swords controls <laughs> when you get to get pussy. And it's never. <laughs> you can never do it. <laughs> yeah, it's a sword. You pick it up and you can't ever get pussy after that. That's how it works. It's <laughs> the Chiron is grossed out by human oh, sex. So you're not yeah. allowed. <laughs> well, folks that's the show this is why we shouldn't be allowed to do do episodes. this is why yeah <laughs> we're gonna get brandon sanderson fans <laughs> if you're a fan of brandon sanderson write to him uh to adapt our setting buy it off of us with his sick book money that he has yeah tell him to listen to our episode and then hate tweet us so we get some yeah. damn followers subtweet us so we can <laughs> these guys infringed uh, my copyright listen to their podcast Brandon Sanderson can subscribe to us on his podcasting service of choice and he'll get new episodes every other weekend. If he wants, he can go ahead and write us a review on iTunes or just write the rest of this book out for us. Share us with the rest of the Cosmere fans and really, you know, help us out. He should know that our artist, courtesy the talented and wonderful Shell Tor at Paradox, or Jovial Paradox on Twitter, he can tweet us too at LoreLads or send us spirited hate mail at 30minuteworlds at gmail.com. And Brandon, if you're listening, thanks, and happy world building. <laughs> <laughs>